It's Easter 2018. The Apostle Peter wrote in his letter to the church in 1 Peter chapter 2. He says he did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. Just touch your neighbor and say, God always judges fairly. He's an awesome God. And then I love this next verse. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. You see, it wasn't just the fact that he was crucified. That's not the reason he died. The reason he died was because he was carrying all of our sin. In fact, not just your and my sin, but the sin of the entire world was laid on Jesus. Peter says he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what's right. By his wounds, you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you've turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. week or so ago, we were doing some stuff out in the trailer, and, and Isaiah tossed something to me, and it was a bad toss. Or maybe it was a bad catch, because I didn't catch it. And it landed right on top of my foot. And I turned 60 this week. And this 60-year-old body is like screaming at me, going, what in the world did you just do? And the pain that I had and my foot swelled up, you know, the whole, the whole night, I thought I broke it. Um, but that, that week, all week long, every step was a reminder of the pain. And I thought about, you know, the whole crucifixion and how they drove nails through his hands and his feet. And foot pain is, is awful. And hand pain is awful. But it wasn't just the pain. It was our sin that, that hung him there and brought him to the crushing point of death sooner than most. And I thought, Lord, the pain you took for me, it boggles my mind because I'm sitting here with a little bit of pain and it ain't near what you put yourself through. In verse 24, he says, by his wounds, you're healed. And that word healed in the Greek means to heal, to make whole, to free from errors and sins to bring about one's salvation. By his wounds, you are made whole. You are healed. 
By his wounds, you have freedom from sin. By his wounds, you have the ability to walk out free. As the judge says, I have no, no thing against him. He's free. He's, the debt has been paid. The debt has been paid on your behalf. You see, he was the cure. The cross has the final word. Our response simply is to accept this, this wholeness in Jesus. To, like Peter says, turn to our shepherd, the guardian of our souls. That's all he asks us to do, is to turn to him and to follow him and accept this free gift of salvation. That's what Easter is all about. And, and as we turn to Jesus, even, even when things are looking bleak, and I know some of you have been through some stuff this week, you're thinking, how in the world can Jesus be on the throne and my life stink like this? And everything seemed to be out of control. But can I remind you that God always has a plan? God has already made a way where there seems to be no way. In fact, in Mark chapter 16, as we read about the resurrection of Christ, it was Saturday evening. When the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. And on the way, they were asking each other, who, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? Because they're thinking, nothing's changed and life is just going to go on as it is and we're just going to put some burial spices on Jesus' body and kind of mourn his death and, and they're asking themselves who can do what we can't do and verse 4 says but as they arrived they looked up and saw that the stone which was very large had already been rolled aside and when they entered the tomb they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side and the women were shocked. The angel said, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. And I already took care of the stone for you. And he's taking care of everything else for you. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now, go and tell his disciples, including Peter. Why include Peter? Because he messed up big time. And he's thinking to himself, there's no hope for me. And some of you are just like Peter, and you're thinking, there's no hope for me. I've, I've gone so far away from God. I've turned my back on him, and there's no way that he loves me still. And, and the angel said, hey, tell Peter. Make sure Peter knows this. Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. And you will see him there just as he told you before he died. The woman, women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered. They said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. I mean, the questions that go through our mind, who will roll the stone away for us? Who, who can take care of things that are too big for us? Who can handle this? Who, who will be there for me? It seems like the whole world has turned their back on me. 
I don't understand how could all of this have happened the way it did. And we walk away trembling and bewildered and frightened. But the fact is, He is risen, just like He said He would. He always keeps His promise. And God is always ahead of you. God is always beyond you. You see, His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He's he's way before us, and He's covering us every step of the way. He's waiting for you with open arms, even if you miserably failed Him, Peter. Even if you've turned your back on Him, even if you've said, "I I don't know this guy, He's still waiting for you, and He loves you with an immeasurable love. And whatever you're facing, whatever you're coming into, whatever you're up against, know that God is ahead of you making a way where there seems to be no way. He said he was going to rise on the third day and he always keeps his word. And he personally carried our sin on the cross so that we could be healed, so we could be made whole, so we could be free from our sin. In fact, Jesus said in John 14, 29, I've told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you'll believe. He's told us ahead of time. And I would just want to invite you to believe in Him today. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment, give the person next to you the privacy of this moment? Because the cross has the final word. He was nailed to the cross for you. All you've got to do is receive His gift of eternal life, this freedom from sin, freedom from hell. And He's coming back again for those who have accepted Him as Lord and Savior, for those who are ready, for those who are watching. He loves you so much that He gave His life for you. And all He asks for you is to receive this eternal gift, this gift of life in Jesus Christ.